The Love Doctors Podcast is sponsored by Choice Mortgage Bank. Oh, you bastard! Good afternoon and welcome to a Tuesday edition of The Love Doctors. I'm Dano, alongside Dr. Glenn. Hello, Dano. How you doing? Hi, Glenn. I'm well. Thanks for asking, man. Leah? Hi there. Hi, Leah. And Luke? It's very difficult for me to do two things at once. I've just realized this. Really? What, what tr- do you mean? Try and turn down Glenn's headphones and fade out the music at the same time. I, I can't do it. I can't Can you tap your head and rub your tummy in a circle at the same time? Ooh, that's hard. Yeah, you're like me, man. I'm a single task person. I can't do two things at the same time. Oh, look. That. Luke's doing it. Well, Tapping the head, rubbing the belly. It, it's, once, you, once you get the rhythm down, you, you can do it. But try and do a third thing. Now rub your belly or uh, do the round on your belly. Now tap your foot. <laughs> yep. <Yeah, laughs> <that, that, that. laughs> I feel like a scarecrow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Glenn, I imagine you might have a more difficult time <laughs> yes, with the tapping. Eyes. Can you try that? Tap the head yep. and rub the belly in a circle. Okay. Oh, oh he's doing it! Yay, Glenn! 
But I'm so tempted to take my hand and stop tapping and start rubbing my hand. You know? It's hard, man. But, but I am a, definitely a single-task person. I can't do two things at once, man. I think I'm I really good at multitasking. I think the <sighs> hardest thing for, for multitasking is to be on the phone in the grocery store. You can get absolutely nothing accomplished yeah. on the phone in the grocery store. <laughs> no. You can't focus on what the hell you need. Mm. You're focusing on the call. So you're either not focusing on the call oh. or you're focusing on. Or- Here, here's one thing I'll never do while I'm in the supermarket. Be on the phone. I, it just drives me crazy. The signal going in and out and you're and you're kind of ducking <laughs> yeah. to the left. Uh, hold on. Let me get to the other aisle. No, I just assume wait. But women are much better at multitasking than men. It's probably because we're superior, something like that. Oh, I think, it's, I think yeah. that women are more more capable of doing that just because we're we're children rearers. It's it it yeah, is not a, it's not a myth. Uh, this comes from a study we read not too long ago. Funny that we fall on this. Men are slower and less organized than women when it comes to switching between tasks and doing multitasking. Uh, uh, again, I would think that the both both men and women would have trouble maybe juggling what's most important, like putting in order priorities. But men were 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 singular tasked, uh, built into our DNA as species, where women have the ability to maybe not prioritize. Uh, but they're a little bit more organized in the brain with, okay, I've got to do this, but then I need to do this and this as well. Yeah, Luke. Well, clearly uh, they didn't study me because I can uh, do a number two and go Instagram and Instagram at the same time. I can do that, and I've done it many, many times. <laughs> you, are you, are, do you bring your phone into the bathroom? I, I never did until I found Instagram. Oh. <laughs> I, I don't know why I'm so sucked into this thing. Okay, because so you, I follow every porn star, fitness model, and cosplayer out there, <laughs> and I'm not doing anything untoward in the back. I'm just like I'm. I'm just looking, just at, looking at a bunch at their of hot beauty. chicks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> so I can do that. I'm good at that. You're trying to you're tell us you, you're not doing anything while you're sitting on the toilet looking at hot women in the bathroom, and you're not doing anything. Not to myself. In in my mind, I'm doing all sorts of things to them, but I'm not. I don't. We're, men are much better, I would think, at like multitasking when it comes to spatial tasks. I'm I'm just I'm like a Tetris master when it comes to doing three things, getting things organized and putting them in a place. If I'm getting ready to go fishing, but the next day I've got to go somewhere, I can have everything prioritized and organized. While I'm doing that, I'm very good at multitasking. But ask me to talk to somebody on the phone and find the information that they're talking about. It's hard. And I am completely lost <laughs> in trying yeah. to concentrate yeah. on the details that they're feeding through the phone, but at the same time trying to come up with my own conclusions based on something I'm reading. So we're, we're good in the organizational the organizational part of it, mm-hmm. but when it comes to the other tasks at hand, talking on the phone, concentrating on what you're talking about in the supermarket, knowing what you have to get that belongs and where it's going to go in the refrigerator when you get home. <laughs> That's the difference between men and women. It's a yeah. crazy difference, but it's true. Guys are better at multitasking. I can admit it. Oh, man, I wish I could. But, you know, people, for those who don't know, uh, who are new to the show, I have adult ADHD. Do you ever. And I'll What tell else you, do you have, though? I'll t- oh, I've got a mild form of Tourette's. I've got asthma. I've got, I'm, a, I'm a walking uh, medical dictionary yeah. here. 
But otherwise, I'm in the fit of health. You know, I'm in good health, the doctor says. So, but anyway, back to the ADHD. <laughs> okay, right yeah, there. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> back to that. Uh, they'll, they'll, your, your neuropsychologist will tell you that ADHD people can't start one task and then jump into something else. You've got to start one task and finish it and complete it. Otherwise, Do you have trouble doing that? If if I if I stay focused, I can do that. It, it's just that if I've got several different things going on around me at once, I've got to prioritize and say which is most important. I've got to do this first, then this, and then this. Hmm. You know, I can't I can't have several things going on at the same time. You, I'm not very you, good at you it. You can't necessarily take on two tasks and think about the end game on both tasks and 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 reach the end game. Simultaneously, it needs you have to take one on at a time, knowing you have another task in front of you. Yes, you're thinking about just one thing. That's how you have to do it. Yep, that's how I have to do it anyway. Now, it, Glenn trying to multitask brings to mind the scene from Scanners where the guy's head explodes. Eyes light up. Wow, has it been a long time since I've seen that movie? Yeah, I think that was a. Uh, uh, Michael Ironside, I think, was the uh, the guy that, that his head exploded. No, was? he he was the head exploder. Like he made people's head explode. Oh, did he? I haven't seen that movie in decades. The only exploding person I can think of was in Big Trouble in Little China. Oh hell yeah! Oh man, that's such a good movie. All right, so how did we? Okay, so we got to uh, multitasking. Multitasking. See, we this is this is that one thing you got to step by step, and, uh-huh. and, we're, and we'll li- and, and, and we can list it out. And then uh, from multitasking came priorities. And out of priorities came <laughs> Dr. Glenn's order of importance. Hold on. Uh, to his Pfizer milkshake. Uh, to <laughs> scanners from the 80s. To Big Trouble in Little China. Ah, uh, you know what old Jack Burton always says at a time like this? Squirrel! Jack Burton, me. <laughs> Who? Jack Burton, <laughs> me. <laughs> Big trouble in Little China. Good stuff. Uh, all right. Well, without getting too far off track, squirrel. We have Guns and Roses VIP yeah. tickets to qualify you for this afternoon. Killer. And we'll do that around four thirty-five. People love Guns and Roses, man. They do. This, I mean, it's a hot, hot ticket every is. time. This tour has just been huge for those guys. They are making bucks hand over fist on this tour. They are indeed. So we'll have them take you on in in one of your many games. Okay. But we'll let you know exactly what game it is and exactly what time we're going to do it. And you work well that way. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I need, yeah, I need to know, yeah. Okay. I need a little prior warning. I'm not great off the cuff. No, no. I need a little prior planning, yeah. All right. What's going on out there? What did you see that said, okay, I want, this is the one thing I'm going to concentrate on today, Dr. Glenn. The one thing I'm going to concentrate on today, oh my God. Now, to start things off, the one thing, you wanted to lead off. I know you have a lead off. Every day you're ready. Oh, yeah, I have a lead-off. What's your lead-off? Well, we were talking the other day about prison breaks. Remember the great prison break that the guys videotaped? They they videoed on their cell phones? Yep. Accompanied by narration and music? Yep. Well, now we got a bunch of guys, a dozen of them in Alabama. Unbelievable story. Cooked up a plot to hoodwink a new employee at the Walker County Jail, which is in Jasper, Alabama. They used peanut butter to trick this uh, new guard into opening an alternate door over the weekend. And what he did was... Those bastards. He opened up a door that led to the outside by accident. 
the sheriff said they changed the number over the door with peanut butter, and they hollered, hey, open the door. But that door number was the outside door, and unbeknowingly to him, he hit that lock, and out the door they went. (laughs) Oh, boy. Twelve of them. They've caught 11 of them. Last I heard, which I was looking, I was watching the news at 11, they were still missing one guy. Okay. One they, prisoner. Did, or still. Did they get no, no, nope, still, still I think there's still, still one guy missing. They threw blankets over a razor wire fence so they could climb over. So these guys, wow. had, these guys had it planned out, apparently. And, Fifteen and of them. Twelve. Twelve. Twelve of them, yeah. But again, how, Peanut butter. It's, it's, he's still missing, by the way, and that update was from six hours ago. I'm okay. sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, I just wanted no. to verify, indeed, that guy is still missing, but... What I, you know, yesterday we talked about with the, or not yesterday when we spoke about the brazen escape by the three that put music behind their YouTube video and escaped mm-hmm. with Mission Impossible music <laughs> and and some of their favorite. I don't remember what some of the other songs were, but the, those guys they sit on the edge of their bed and they have all this time to think about the escape. How did twelve of them come together with an idea and plan it out so perfectly? To and, fool one new rookie guard. And such a simple plan, too. I yeah. mean, just changing a number over the top of the door by covering numbers up with peanut butter. <laughs> okay, or, but how did they get out the front door? That got them out of their cells. That's a great question. How did they get out the front door? Did they plan Did they plan well, they might, on overrunning I, a whole bunch of other guards? I have no idea. I, I, I don't know if that got them out of their cells. Did it? I thought that got them out that, the way the sheriff talked. It got them out the front door, you know? Well, it, it is Jasper, Alabama. Then how did they get out of their cells? So they maybe might they not were have, out on the work. Maybe they were out in the field or whatever, you or, know. And then they, they right. kind of knew to kind of creep in. That guy was going to have to open that door and clean off that peanut butter. And when he opened the door, they all took off running. Yeah, they're not in their cells all day. I'm sure they're probably you know they've got time in the in the uh, cafeteria, and then they've got the uh, time out in the the, the uh, exercise yard and things like that. Okay. But, but, some, but I, I don't have the details on that. Nobody does. Not, I've, I've looked everywhere, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, and I'm thinking, okay, well, how did they? If they, if they, if that was the way out the front door, right? How did they get out of their cells? And if that was the way out of their cells, how did they get out the front door? That's a good question. Well, again, I, 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 I've been searching for the answer all morning. You're asking me too much stuff, man. I can't yeah, answer those questions. Pressure on him. Multitasking. Sorry, Glenn. <laughs> Maybe they're highly embarrassed about about how it happened well they should be there's there's a bunch of prisons that have had breaks of of note i saw on the news the other night where uh, it's it's been a continuing problem of late okay all right here they changed the number over the door with peanut butter right then they hollered hey open the door so and so but the number the inmates gave the worker was the outside door right and unknowingly to him he hit that lock and there they went. Mm-hmm. Well, that guy that guy must be the dumbest person on the planet. Yeah, he, I don't care if you're new or not. Before you start opening prison doors, you should probably check with somebody. Yeah, well, yeah, the, yeah, because the inmates running things around there is not going to work well for your future as a guard. No, no they said he this guy, this guard who let him out was in charge of keeping an eye on 150 inmates in there. Probably too and much. The, and the sheriff said, plain and simple, we're not making excuses. It's just human error. You know, guy screwed up. Again, I'm I, okay. So and out the door they went. Like <laughs> Sounds like said. a George Thera good song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. no.
one bourbon, one scotch, and one beer. Yeah. Now, now they, it, I can't imagine these guys were lifers. All of them were lifers. No, this guy was in for a bunch of drugs, drugs, drug, drugs, drugs. Basically, yeah, he, you know, he was in for possession of marijuana, drug paraphernalia, possession of a controlled substance. That's it. No, not a hardened criminal or anything like that. Well, he's going to do a lot more, a lot more time when when they. Scoop them up because uh, he, he, they're going to get him. Oh yeah, it's just a matter of time before before they get him. Right. Uh, but <laughs> guys, man, man, uh, you know, you you would have been out eventually, mm-hmm. and you would have had a life. Now now you got no life. Yep, he's going to be in for a few extra years. It's I'm sure. It's one of those cluster stories too, yeah. where we get a whole bunch of the same things: brazen jail breaks and escapes. M- remember the one? Uh, n- maybe last year it was the correctional officer female that was having sex with both of them. Yeah, and she and she busted them out, and well, they, and those she, guys were bad guys. She was like, she worked in like the human resource office, and they had they were doing office work, and they were talking her into sexual favors. Yeah. Right, right. And I don't think like she wore a uniform. She sat at a computer and did data entry. But certainly, and uh, fell in love with one of the guys. But it was the other guy I think that talked her into doing it, and she did it because she was in love with the guy. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, and she was married. Remember, and the poor yeah. husband was like, "Ooh, yeah, yeah." Ooh. He was a bit of a doof, and so <laughs> and was her stood, son. And he stood by her too. Oh my goodness, I remember that now. Yeah. It's yeah. just coming back to me. <laughs> and and that was the strange case where. She got them out by hiding the saw inside a cake. <laughs> something like that. It was something yeah. like, Probably the classic what? old-time prison what? tricks. Are you yeah. kidding me? The old file inside the box. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe that that bonehead husband just stayed with her after that. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he was a complete doofus. But, I mean, yeah. you know, he, he was in love, too, I guess. It must have been. So now these guys can get uh, uh, butterfly tattoos. Because in, in the joint, that if you have a butterfly tattoo, that means you've escaped at least once. Oh, it does it? I didn't know that. Yeah, you're up on your prison tats. Yeah, huh? if you have a teardrop, that means you probably killed somebody. Right, I heard or, about or, that one. Or you're very sad. One of the two. <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends if it's on the outside or the inside. That's true. That's, that's the whole thing. On the outside, you killed somebody. On the inside, you're sad. You're a sad. You're clown. a sad person inside. You see where it's inside. Yeah, yeah there you go. There you go. <laughs> All right, we'll find out what some more jailhouse tats mean for us. Yeah, Leah, you're stuck on the International Space Station for a year. What do you do to? Bide your time. What do you do to just sort of fill all those empty spaces of time while you're looking down on the Earth? I mean, you can only look at the Earth so many times. It's a it's a gorgeous scene for us. We've never been above the Earth to look down on its beauty. But once you get used to that, you have time to waste. You got a year I up in space. What do you do? Of anything I'd really not want to do. Mm. I don't. I don't want to do that. What? Like I'll take a ride up. And come back. You wouldn't want to stay there. I don't though. want to stay. Oh no, there. you have to stay there. You have to stay at the International Space Station for one year. And what do I do? Yeah, what would be a great waste of time? Oh my God, Dan! I, I that that would exercise. Like the visual, you, can, you can exercise. Uh, 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 you know, float the up and down the halls. Would be fantastic for you know the first seventy-two times I saw them. Yeah. Right, exactly. That's my that's my point. So what do you do after that? And you have a TV. What would you do? Oh, a TV? You yeah. have a TV. Oh, I'd bring Game of Thrones. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that. Astronaut Scott Kelly has admitted that while he was spent a year on the International Space Station, he wasted time by binge-watching Game of Thrones. Excellent. Cool. Excellent decision. How'd they get it to him? Satellite? Or did, did they send him up uh, on the supply ships with DVDs? All it says is that he, while he was away, he had saved Game of Thrones to watch it, and it was good. He binged it twice while he was up there. All right. Good He's, he stuff. was. Let's see. Uh, he spoke during a Television Critics Association summer event. He is promoting an upcoming PBS documentary, Beyond a Year in Space. That's the follow-up to his show, 
a year in space. After that ended, then this new one is going to pick up. Okay, I didn't see the first one. Did you see it? No, uh, and it follows his last day in space and his return to Earth. Oh, that'll be cool. It'll also introduce viewers to the next generation of astronauts preparing to go into space. So we're going to meet the next generation of astronauts. All right. And at the same time, find out that he watched Game of Thrones for a year in space. Cool. Uh, here's a thought that uh, about space and space travel and, and guys... And, and women that are up there for an inordinate amount of time. Okay, I, I don't I don't know that he was. I don't think he watched it up there. He saved it and came home, and that's what he did when he got home. Oh, I got the impression uh, that he watched it up there. Oh, did you? That's what I got. Yeah, that's what yeah. I thought as well. That he was up there watching it because you said and you had a TV, and I said I'd watch Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. It, I, I I'm just saying that would was be worded. that would be the way to waste time Hell yeah. at oh, the see, ISS. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he watched it up there. But what, what Kelly says that while he was away, he saved Game of Thrones to watch. And it was good. I binged it twice. I mean, oh, well, then maybe he did watch it when he came home. He watched back. it when he came home. Okay. That's what he did while he was relaxing, waiting for the pain to subside. Oh, yeah. I thought he meant he watched it while he was away. Okay. No. I did, too. I thought I would. Well. I'd do my best to get a little TV up there and watch Game of Thrones while I'm on the ISS. Have any of these astronauts addressed the uh, subject of uh, sex and or self-love when they're up there? I believe so. Yeah, self-love? They've, they've talked, I don't know about self-love, but they've talked about sex up there. NASA claims that it's never happened in space. Come on. Oh, I, somebody's had to have oh, done something up there. Uh, okay. They, they're saying it would be extremely difficult. But not impossible. Right. <laughs> Luke would find a way. I can't even find a way down here. <laughs> what am I talking about? For self-love? Well, you have know, plenty I, of that. I, I know. I'm doing that right now. You'll well. never. <laughs> oh, oh, dude. Oh, man. <laughs> Making this very uncomfortable in here but it, it's it seems like that's something if you're up there for a year plus yeah i mean you, you you're gonna have to take care of yourself right or have you know yeah that's a, a pretty year big a long that's time. a pretty big backup you're damn right it is <laughs> well, that's was, what i'm thinking it's gotta unhealthy. release some pressure there some you know okay all right you two <laughs> self-love later science we're, we're uh, speaking of science <laughs> Speaking of science, you sent me something, and I haven't been able to find it in print, and it goes right along with the Game of Thrones discussion that we were having. Yeah. Uh, Scott Kelly had admitted, the astronaut who spent a year in space, that when he came back, he binged watch Game of Thrones, and I don't blame him. But then you sent over a story about the direwolves? Yeah, that's right. Remember how we talked about how there are some scientists who think that through DNA, ancient DNA, they can revive the mastodon or the woolly mammoth or possibly other dinosaurs, even though there are other scientists are saying it's not possible that it'll never happen. Yeah, I've heard both uh, sides. Well, there is a woman here who's got something. Her name is Lois Schwartz. She is the founder of something known as the Dire Wolf Project. But she's going to go around, and what she's going to do is she's going to try to breed, physically breed, dire wolves. <laughs> By breeding and continually breeding other forms of dogs, dogs that we know and love. And she wants to get them to take on the wolf-like appearance of the dire wolf from Game of Thrones, which represents the Stark family, for those of you who watch it. So she's, she's looking for a massive-looking dog with wolf like properties. Right. Dire, like an Akita. Well, oh, yeah, she's a big one. Exactly. She's going to call they it the pretty. American Elastian. So it's like, on, a, 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 is it, a, okay. Well, in, in case you didn't know, dire wolves were in fact real and they used to roam pretty large areas of North America during the Ice Age. Uh, the real life version 
that this woman is trying to raise isn't as big as its fictitious cousins. <clears throat> dire wolves are extinct, but this woman in Oregon is trying to bring them back, and she wants to bring them back as pets. I think that she needs to put some time into focusing on all the animals that we already have here needing homes. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> or maybe watch Jurassic Park once She's or twice. A, yeah, that would yeah. see what happens. Exactly. Just because you can do it doesn't mean it should be Damn done. Right. She's attempting to breed dogs that look like prehistoric dire wolves but are much more fan, fan, family-friendly. She, As I mentioned, she's calling them the American Alaska, and she first developed the idea back in the 80s. Her dire wolves are German shepherds, Malamutes, uh, English mastiffs, Great Pyrenees, Anatolians, and Irish wolfhounds. They use neither actual wolves nor dogs more directly derived from wolves for breeding because of their temperaments, because the wolves and wolf dogs are less suited to make good pets. I had a buddy who had two of those Irish wolfhounds, and they are absolutely the most gorgeous, gentle giants on earth. Mm -hmm. They are, well, they're bark. You could hear their bark clear across a lake. Yeah, I mean, it was massive. These dogs were, but man, they were lovers. Right, oh yeah. So, but again, just simply from the name, wolf, it doesn't say, you know, here doggy doggy. Exactly, exactly. Well, that's what she's trying to raise, that these are caring and loving house pets. Real dire wolves existed 125,000 to 9,000 years ago and resemble modern-day gray wolves. So there were really dire wolves out there. Yeah, no, I, I don't doubt that there were dire wolves, and they were a lot bigger, but they went extinct for a reason. She's got nearly 200 people interested in buying these of dogs Of course from she does, her. and they're probably a bunch of Asians as well. Are they going to eat them? No, that's a lot of meat, take, a lot take, of meat. They took like a chow and made it look like it was a lion in the zoo. You oh, remember boy. that? Oh, yeah. That, that was great. pretty funny. Yeah. Such a good story. All right, we're getting a bit insensitive here. 877-927-6969, toll free. We are well underway. If you want to send us an email, it's dano, D-A-N-O, at iheartmedia.com. Okay, we're rolling. You're listening to The Love Doctors. Call toll-free 1-877-927-6969. This is Real Radio 94.3. On the Treasure Coast, tuned to 1017. Dano, D-A-N-O, at iHeartMedia.com is the email address. Coming up here this afternoon, we are going to give you an opportunity to be in the running as a finalist for the Guns N' Roses VIP prize that we have to give away. Hey, you could win a Gibson Les Paul guitar that's been autographed by the band themselves, Guns N' Roses. So uh, it's a hell of a gift, hell of a prize, man. Regardless of whether you're in the running or not, you'll receive tickets to the concert. That's right. Luke. And if you don't see Axel's name on there, He'll sign it eventually. <laughs> <laughs> he's late with everything. They say he's, he's been good. Sure, he's been good. They've, oh, been good. Get, they've been getting on stage on time every night, they say. He's showing up for all the performances. I he's, wonder what changed. And he's maybe just age. With age maybe comes he stopped wisdom. partying, maybe? Maybe that, he's not partying that, as much? That, that could be. That could be. But he's been a model citizen, they say, on this tour. So Good for him. Yeah. Not like the old days, you know, where they go on two hours late and... Everybody grows up, right? Yeah, eventually. Growing up sucks. Yes! I'll tell you that. Uh, uh, Big time. Yeah. You don't like it, huh? Oh, it's not that I don't like it. I'm just making more mature decisions nowadays, and I hate it. Uh, oh, do you? I do. I do. Right. It does suck. It totally you sucks. Missed the carefree... You mean like getting engaged? Ah! Oh, 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 oh. 
That doesn't suck, though. No, no, no it doesn't. You mm. missed the carefree yeah, days. Right, you, know. you missed the carefree days of youth, huh? Yeah. Do you really? Yeah, I, I don't. I wouldn't want to go back and be a kid again. Yeah, but I was bathing in the fountain of youth for the, for years there. Not that my childhood was bad. I had a pretty good childhood, but I wouldn't want to go back. I'm happy right where I am. Well, I've got a question for you. Yes, Luke. Yeah. And I have a question for you. All right. Regarding your wedding. What about it? What what wedding are you are, is that you're speaking of? It, Why are you going there? What wedding thing. are you speaking of? It's yours, you we bonehead. Have, <laughs> we, have, we have a lot of important stuff to get to today. Well, this, what is this? This is a very, very important question. Are we going to have a bachelor party? Well, I don't know. Because we, we need to do that. What kind of bachelor party? What yeah, would it with chicks and guns and fire trucks. And a donkey. And, and, and goats. And, donkey. and goats. <laughs> well, okay, donkey. Oh, Glenn's up in it. You bring in the donkey? Yeah, the, I don't have access to a donkey. Yeah. I can bring a couple of horses if you want. <laughs> and a horse's ass. <laughs> <laughs> to bring them both. <laughs> oh, my wife would kill me. <laughs> if, I said, if I came there and said, Mom, can I, can I borrow Claude Nutridano's bachelor party? I don't, know, I don't know what she would say. We'll put Claude next to a table in a big lawn of chalk you yeah. know <laughs> i'll say honey having a blast <laughs> what a great scene with the donkeys snorting the coke yeah. in that movie yeah. <laughs> he has a heart attack and they have to smuggle him out I know. what a great movie it that was is. great so i, I want to recreate that brad, movie who's going to be brad if you were glenn <laughs> you want to recreate that movie yes for your bachelor party okay we're going to get the school bus and we're going we're going to start a fight with ken and he's we're going to dangle him out the window all right whose car are we uh, are we going to boost and turn put flames and stuff on the side <laughs> i'll give you the centra we can do the centra <laughs> <laughs> that'll be a great visual i don't want to be adrian's med though no i never liked him Nah, he's kind he's of a puss. puss he is yeah he's a putz he was he was the guy leah yes. from greece two yeah which one not not the Adrian's men. Not what? Carrie Elwes, the hero of the, the other one. The guy that was like... Grease 2, the guy that was supposed to be like John Travolta. That's yeah. the one. That's yeah. the guy we're Pretty talking boy. about. T.J. Hooker he also. That's right. He was a T.J. That was his claim to fame where he got started was T.J. Hooker. T.J. Hooker was awful. Yeah, that was terrible. I think I may have watched every episode of that show. Because when it was on, I was a kid. And you know, it was just one of the very few things that... Here, here's a news flash. We didn't have 7,000 channels to choose from when we were right. on demand or anything like that. No. Yeah. But had, even with the limited amount of channels, I never watched an episode of that show. Now, I've tuned in a few times to see Heather Locklear. Right. Because oh, she, so she was such a babe. In Still blue. is. Such a babe in blue. Mm -hmm. I tuned in to watch Shatner ham it up a little bit every now and then. But... <laughs> it was the reason I would turn it off, honestly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not a good show. T.J. <laughs> <laughs> Hooker. Oh. It's got the prototypical, like, mid-80s theme. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> you see chips rolling in front of the screen here in a minute. <sighs> I, I think they wanted to capitalize on that chips, that that type of yeah, feel. With yeah. a little bit of the dramatic, the dynasties, or the the uh, the Dallas. I hear a little bit of that yeah, theme in the there. Yeah, the theme in there, yeah. yeah there's some head. Oh, <laughs> God. I bet he still looks good. I mean, he had one of those like kind of baby faces that didn't seem like it would age. Yep, 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 yep. yep. I have no idea what the hell he's doing these days. Speaking <laughs> of guys with baby face, do you guys ever think that Steve Bartman had a weird affect about his face? He looked like yes. a he looked like a doll underneath that uh, Cubs cap with the headphones on. You know who I'm talking about? Yeah. Steve Bartman. Yeah. He's the guy that screwed up Game Six 
of the of the Cubs playoff. I think it was versus the Marlins. Yeah, it was. And and uh, he he's the one that caused all that controversy by by interfering with the ball in play and. Lou went up to catch it, and he kind of missed it, and it went back. And this guy, he couldn't even get out of the stadium. They wanted to kill him. And for years had received death threats from the city of Chicago because they couldn't win the big one. They had to put it was his cops, fault. They had to put cops outside his house for weeks after the game. Unreal, because people wanted to he kill him. him. Yeah. He was getting death threats. No, for real, he was getting death threats. Well, now, fast forward to 2000. 17, and Steve Mar- Bartman has been given a 2016 World Series ring. Yeah. Wow. The city of Chicago ponied up and gave him a ring 14 years after he tried to catch that ball during the 2003 postseason. He will be given a 2016 World Series ring from the team. Now, it's not the same ring as, as I was listening to Johnny and the Greek break this down. It's not the same ring that the players got mm. or even maybe the – the staff or the 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 equipment managers. His it's, has an asterisk on it. It's the front. <laughs> well, Very one of good. those diamonds could be the asterisk, but it's from the from the front office. You know, pretty much everybody that's associated with a team when they win a world championship, they all get a ring, like a it's sponsor, d- even a different ring. Exactly, a vendor's probably got rings. It's a nice ring still. It's got his name on it. It's yeah. a beautiful ring. Mm-hmm. It's like the 1989 class ring. Yep. The ball that was heading into foul ball territory hit Bartman's hand, and Alou immediately threw his glove down in anger, believing he would have caught it for the out. The Cubs were leading three to nothing at the time. Then the Florida Marlins went on to score eight runs that inning and won the game eight to three. Mm -hmm. Disappointing Cubs fans for another decade to come. And, and, And even though the Cubs won a series last year, they, they, or the year before, rather. The, the Cubs fans are still pissed about it. I, I heard this guy today. He, he's a, reacting to, to Steve Bartman getting a ring. L- listen to how pissed off he is about it. Okay. All right. I think he should have been burned at the stake. Never forgive. Never forget. He deserves it. <laughs> Wow! <laughs> like he never like he should be burned at the stake. Like they won, they the curse is broken. Yeah, yeah the you Cubs win. Won. The Cubs win, and that guy's still pissed off about Cubs it. win. Burn Cubs him at the stake. Cubs is he talking win. about the the ref? No, the guy. The it, he was a fan who interfered with the with the. It was the fan that yeah, interfered. Steve, Steve Bartman. Steve oh, Bartman. Okay. And he had a statement. I humbly received the ring, not only as a symbol of one of the most historic achievements. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I, I will not participate in interviews or further public statements at this time. Uh, I, 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 I would hope that that this is an important reminder how we should treat other people in today's society. My hope is that we can learn from my experience to view sports as entertainment and prevent harsh scapegoating. That is never going to happen, Steve challenge the media and opportunistic profiteers to conduct business ethically by respecting personal privacy rights. Well, don't stick your hand out and screw with the game Mm -hmm. and not exploiting the individual to advance their own self-interest or economic gain. Yeah, he had people coming to him for for various reasons. Uh, He had a lot of, I don't want to say sponsors, but apparently businesses and the media were coming at him for interviews. I don't get and- it. I didn't. I didn't get it. I. I mean, I, look. I understand the Cubs fans. They're th- th- at this point, they're not so happy with the way that they treated this. I mean, he was a human being without right. ever being a major league baseball player. Affected the outcome of a major league baseball game. And, mm-hmm. and he was a he was a fan. Yes. He, it's not like he was a, a, a Marlins fan yeah. or, any, or you know a, a White Sox but fan. To Cubs fans, he was essentially. 
that year the one reason that the curse continued to linger over a baseball crazy city. And that's what the, that's what Chicago is. Mm-hmm. It's a baseball crazy city. Now, if the Cubs would have gone on and won that game, would they have been a lock for the World Series at that point? Do you I don't remember? think anybody's I, a lock for a World Series. I really don't. I but mean, the, was it like the last game of the series? Do you know? Because I don't remember. Six. It, was, it, was, it was game six. It was game six. It was game six. And and I don't know. I mean, would it would we have had a completely different outcome had he not reached over? Who knows? I mean, the Marlins could have scored eight eight runs if the, the next inning. Right. Right. Who knows? Nobody knows. But to save face to from the city of Chicago and award this guy with a World Series ring is it's too much too late in my opinion. They've already wrecked the guy's life. I agree. Yeah. yeah. What is it? It doesn't come from even the year of the game. It was, you know. No, it was from their last World Series ring. It's like, okay, well, we finally won. Now we're going to say we're sorry. Mm-hmm. If they hadn't won, he never would have received he bubkiss. How about uh, how about a nice letter of apology framed in season tickets for life? That'd be cool. How about that? That would have been nice. Then he'd be able to get out there and participate with his favorite team. Not that he could ever show up at another game without people. What? Let's put him behind home plate, though. Yeah. yeah let, let, let's yeah. not put him out in the outfield. Yeah, no, you don't want him anywhere <laughs> no. where we can't get to him in a hurry. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's uh, – I, I have no connection whatsoever to Chicago sports. Uh, so maybe it's my lack of empathy for the fans that I'm feeling the way I am, but trying to cover up a couple of decades of embarrassment by offering a guy some jewelry is offensive to me. Mm. Well, it's better than nothing. Yeah, well, I suppose. It's, again, it's, I, I'm, I'm, I, I, but a ring that really means nothing to him. Again, season tickets. If the guy's a Cubs fan, let him go to the, every game for the rest of his life and pay for it. That that would be great. And and just like maybe even just that seat, have him sit in the seat for real. Like that's that Bartman seat. Yeah, <laughs> that's his seat. Uh, the the Bartman section. It's, Give it's, him a section. It's one of the most infamous plays in baseball. No Absolutely. doubt, no doubt. The guy, they, the Chicago Cubs fans feel that he screwed that game up, and that curse lingered because of him. Uh, Chicago screwed up his life. Why has nobody asked Moises Alou what he thinks? Yeah. I would love to see. Hey, what do you think about him finally getting a ring? But you could tell he was pissed in oh, that. Screw that guy. Yeah. Screw that guy. Yeah, yeah, he would have killed him if yeah, he, he could have come over that wall and ripped his head off and down his neck. And taking off his glove and slamming it down out there. <laughs> he was yeah, so mad. He was pissed. That was something else. I remember sure when was. that happens. Uh, on another note, in baseball, oh, boy, we got a big one here. Yeah. I'm just saying, if something – all right, I'll get your opinions. There's a new court filing in a lawsuit, and Pete Rose is back in the news. He's now being accused of statutory rape. What? (laughs) That's not a good thing. No, you're right about that. Lawyers for John Dowd obtained a sworn statement. And I'll get to this. This is pretty short. uh, In a sworn statement from a woman claiming she had sex with the former Red Star and manager back in the 70s when she was under 16. 16, by the Mm. way, the legal uh, age of consent in the state of Ohio. Now, according to these court documents, Rose has admitted to a sexual relationship with the woman, but claimed it didn't begin until after she was 16, and it never took place outside of Ohio. Rose was 34 and married with children at the time. He's filed a defamation suit against Dow after Dowd told a radio station two years ago, in 2015, that Rose's business partner and alleged bookie 
used to arrange relationships with underage girls during spring training. Oh, wow. He's like a sex trafficker, too. Man. Allegedly. Now, this business partner of Rose has denied saying that to Dowd, who compiled the report ultimately that led to Rose accepting a ban from baseball in 1989. Mm -hmm. And the drain begins to swirl. Rose has denied the allegations and he filed a defamation suit in Pennsylvania earlier this month. And the judge has ruled, yep, this this case can proceed. This guy, Dowd, is a longtime high-powered attorney. He's legally joined President Trump's legal team at the beginning of the summer. He reportedly intended to discredit Rose as a serial liar and a womanizer who regularly had sex with teenagers. There's a lawyer who's representing Pete Rose is saying that the woman lied in her statement. And this guy, Dowd, the one that originally led to Pete Rose's ban in baseball, has sent out a number of investigators and spoken to many women in an attempt to get them to falsely claim that Pete Rose had had sex with an underage girl. Man. Wow, dude. That's a major bombshell. Are you kidding me? The first question I have is, in in a lot of these cases, why does it take so long? Yeah, why now? Again, why, why does it take right. so long for for the? I mean, it, whether or not it's it's true, these, true or false, I mean, why not for this information to come to light? Why not do? I mean, you're talking forty years later. Uh, now it's it's looked upon differently. Was the '70s just a really randy decade where little baseball annies were running around offering up their panties to every baseball player there is? And it wasn't. It didn't carry the stigma. Could be. Well, th- there's a lot of uh, very high-profile, not necessarily athletes, but two off the top of my head that I can think of. Uh, Steven Tyler from Aerosmith had an arranged meetings with this girl's parents when she was underage. There was a there was a girl that he was involved with that was underage, but her parents kind of signed off on it because it's friggin' Steven Tyler from Aerosmith. And was it right. the 70s? I'm asking. It, I, I, I believe I believe so. This was, it was, it was, uh, all accounts point to it was different in the 70s. There, mm-hmm. It was people looked the other way when sure. it didn't matter who you were having sex exactly. with. Exactly. A lot of things. People looked at drunk driving different back in those days. I mean, things that we look at as taboo now, back in those days, it wasn't that big a deal to a lot of right. people. So there wasn't this negative stigma attached to having sex with underage girls at that time. Uh, and uh, should we look the other way because of this? Or, admittingly, he had sex with underage girls. His feet be held to a, a different public fire. What I'm wondering is, what does the attorney Dow, what's in it for him? Why is he bringing this up? Like you said, two years ago, we brought it up on a on an interview it, and why is he continuing with this? What's in it well, for him? Well, because, because why is Rose, he after and Rose? His, Rose and his camp denied it. And he said, uh, he probably said I was telling the truth. And Rose is coming after him after a defamation suit. So now this guy is, he's forced to continue with these allegations. Yeah. Can't just back, you can't just say that on the radio and then back off. No. I'm just wondering. When he says that's not true because ultimately that is defamation. I wonder why he brought it up, though, like Luke said, so many years later, though. What, what's the... What what's his angle? What's his angle? Somebody, yeah, somebody, yeah, exactly. Did somebody ask him a question during that radio interview that nobody had ever asked him before, and he was forthcoming and honest with his answer? Could, possible. Could is it possible well that a girl came forward and said that he touched me inappropriately when How I was about younger? that, when I was a lot younger? But then again, she's in her 50s now. 
and what took her so long. And oh, the that's, sta- that's very common. Not to mention the statute of limitations probably ran out on that crime a long time ago. Isn't murder the only crime that has no statute of limitations on it? I don't know the I mean, answer sex, to that. Sexual assault. Sex. I mean, obviously the Bill Cosby thing is coming up, too. Yeah, the, the well, statute yeah. of limitations ran out on on most of those cases, other than the Andrea Constant. Mm-hmm. We know how that's turned out thus far. Right. Interesting, man. It's very I, interesting. I, 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 you just don't think about it until somebody brings it to light, and maybe even 20 years ago, we'd have turned our heads the other way and said, ah, it was 70s, it was, the ba- it was baseball. Right. Nowadays, people take those allegations much more seriously. Absolutely, they do. It's a whole new world now. Anyways, come on, Pete. What are you doing, Pete? Yeah. What you did. Yeah. His, of course, his, rep, his reps and lawyers are all saying that it never happened. But mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> would I be right in saying that 99.9% of the time when there's smoke, there's fire? Yeah. 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 But but he did admit to a relationship with the, he with did the woman. with yeah. that woman. But, but his claim is that it was after she was sixteen, which is still and in the state on, of Ohio, sixteen, yeah. bro. Yeah, you were double her age. I don't I don't care if it's legal. It still it still may not be right. What is the significance of it being in the state of Ohio? He was it, met because that's the statute. That's the statute of limitations, oh. or the uh, oh. that's the age of consent. Yeah. Age of consent. Gotcha. Okay. And oh. it, and if he had brought her to a different state and had relations with her, he would be bound by the. Uh, age of consent in whatever mm-hmm. state they, gotcha. they did stuff. I, I understand, yeah. That's okay. right. That's right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So wow. there you go. And if you're a baseball fan, a whole bunch of moving and shaking going on in trades last night. Yeah. Yeah, I, I heard that the uh, the Yankees they made out well. did pretty good. Yeah, they did. They got a, they got a stud pitcher named Sonny Gray. What's He's very new, good. huh? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, go figure. How about the Marlins? Did they do anything good? Uh, the Marlins, uh, they dished off A.J. Ramos, our closer, to the Mets for a whole bunch of prospects, one of which I think is a it w- could could work out very well for the Marlins. So who's closing for the uh, the fish now with Re- with Ramos gone? That's a good question, isn't it? Probably it, Bearclaw. I don't know. Oh, uh, ba- I love Bearclaw. It's a good name. I love <laughs> Bearclaw. Bear- Bear- Bearclaw. But it's not. Spe- it's like Barrowclaw. Yeah. Right. But the, the announcers they, always say Bearclaw. Bearclaw. <laughs> like, it always Bearclaw makes me hungry. <laughs> I, I want, I want a, like a cheese and berry one. Oh, was Ramos having a good season or not? Hey, it was, you know, it was, he's closing for the Marlins. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Gonna be. Exactly. Eight seven seven nine two seven six nine six nine toll free. So from baseball and sports news, some bombshells there. We're going to break down now what I would consider the most vile museum exhibit I have ever heard of. Oh boy! Yeah. And there's a charge for a sniff of this disgusting display. You have got to stick around and find out what that odor is. All right.